developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This video was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Learn more about the strike at the link in the description. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Our first question comes from Oncoming Storm 7 and K.A. Hillman, and they ask if Balin and Shen had to bleed their lightsabers to create the orange color. Yeah, so where do orange lightsabers come from? We don't know yet, uh, outside of there is something called a colon crystal that was in the Master and Apprentice book by Claudia Gray. This is something different. I don't think we're going to find out in this series. I, I think that Dave Filoni made them orange for a purpose, a storytelling purpose to show that they're not quite Sith, uh, not fully dark side. I mean, they are dark side, but they're like still a little bit attached to the Jedi in some ways, like Shin's Padawan braid and uh, Balin seems sad at the idea that he might have to kill Ahsoka. So I think there's a storytelling purpose behind it. And then at some point in a book or a comic, we'll find out specifically how they're made. Or we won't. Maybe not. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there doesn't have to be an explanation for everything in Star Wars. And that's that's just... Just there does. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that they did have to do something along the lines of bleeding their crystals obviously it's not fully bled to be <laughs> dark side so you think it's like a half-assed bleed <laughs> yeah i think that it's shoddy craftsmanship is what it is um balen's like i don't want to go full red i'm just gonna bleed it just a little bit <laughs> yeah you gotta like uh add a little more anger to it every day to keep it orange keep it from turning <laughs> green or blue or whatever other color That'd be interesting if it wasn't quite bleeding it on purpose, but just over time that happened. Ah, that doesn't really make as much sense for Shin, I don't think. But Balin's having been a Jedi and then he became a mercenary and it's just like over time, he's like, weird, my lightsaber's orange. But mm. uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be something like in Star Wars Rebels, we saw Ahsoka with white lightsabers all of a sudden. And again, storytelling reason for that just to show the changes she has gone through. And then we found out how a white lightsaber was made in the Ahsoka novel. So I, I think we'll probably get something about orange, these specific orange lightsabers in the future. I should also point out that you can have an orange lightsaber in uh, the Star Wars Jedi games. So I think it probably is a, a color that can occur naturally, but I don't get the sense that's what's going on with Balin and Shin. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to... From now on, treat lightsabers like mood rings in my head canon. <laughs> well, that's how they were going to be in Return of the Jedi. Like, that was going to be a thing when Darth Vader turned on Luke's lightsaber. You can still see it in the old Marvel comic, but he would turn on Luke's green lightsaber and it would be red because Vader was holding it. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there is an element of that. I don't think it exists now, but th that was a thought at one point. The whole mood ring lightsaber. <laughs> 
Ellie Suhonen wants to know why we haven't seen Jason in other Hera stories and suggests that she kept him away from the rebellion on purpose. <laughs> I think that that's the likely answer. You know, Hera is involved in this big galactic war, doesn't want to put her son in danger. So maybe there was a, a rebel daycare somewhere, some safe system that all the kids got to go hang out at. There had to have been. I mean, Jason's not the only kid around. I'm sure other people that are part of the, the New Republic have children. And there's like Sunspot Station was the secret rebel prison. <laughs> so maybe they had a, a secret rebel daycare as well. Yeah. But now I'm thinking if Jason and a bunch of other kids got to go there, Snap Wexley was just like left at home. <laughs> he, I think his aunts were around. Uh, yeah. and he had Mr. Bones to keep him company. But it's funny to think that all of these kids were hanging out and Snap's like, excuse me, I would have liked that. Aww. But really the out-of-universe reason is that I think Dave Filoni had plans for the character, whether it was the, the rumored Star Wars Rebels animated continuation or now we're getting it in live action. But I think Filoni probably was like, no one else tell any stories about Jason right now. So that's why we'd get to Star Wars Squadrons and Hera would be there and everyone's like, but where's Jason? Or an Alphabet Squadron. She would like think of her son or her family, but we would never see him. So mm -hmm. I think that that was just a character that was off limits at the time. I mean, depending on what we get to find out more about Jason, we might get like a young reader book or comic series about what he's been up to. Yeah, young reader book, I think would be perfect for that character. Madman's Knowledge asks if Skeleton Crew will involve Jason and his friends getting lost in Peridia. So now that we have seen Jason, he does seem to be about that right age. It does seem like a very Mandoverse thing to do. Just to, even if that's all, I think we're going to see Jason more in the series. But it would be interesting if Jason were going to be in Skeleton Crew and they just kept it quiet up until yeah. now. I was going to say, because we saw some footage and uh, a, like a few just little quick snippets at Celebration and Jason was nowhere to be found, but they could also easily just keep him out of any of that. Right. And I'm thinking it would be funny if he were like just outside of the frame for all of those shots. Jason is just a little set apart from the other kids. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I could see him being a part of that story. I think it would be interesting because we know that Jude Law's character is going to have the force and Jason is a character that we, we don't have it fully confirmed yet, but Rebels strongly hinted that he had the force and he wants to be a Jedi. So there is an element of that. I, I think I'm leaning towards he probably is not in Skeleton Crew for now, mm -hmm. but it, it would be interesting. And like we've been saying, we just haven't seen him since Star Wars Rebels, so... I wouldn't mind getting more stories with him. Yeah, I kind of would prefer it if he weren't in Skeleton Crew because, again, we don't still don't know much about Jason, but I don't want Jason Sandula to come into a show like Skeleton Crew and overshadow everyone else and everyone have everyone asking like, "What's Jason gonna do? Is he gonna like become a Jedi in this show?" Like, I want that show to be not really in, involved with with the Jedi as much. I think that's true that, yeah, including Jason in that will, I think, dominate a lot of the conversation surrounding it. And I'm excited about Skeleton Crew for the fact that, yeah, it's Mandoverse, but it is going to be all new characters as far as we know. 
except for Vane, that pirate from Mando Season 3. Now a word from our sponsor, Babbel. If you have an upcoming summer trip abroad, my go-to travel hack is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or embarking on your first adventure, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babbel comes in. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy, bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. I took Spanish in high school and college, and completing the short lessons on Babbel has been a great way to refresh my understanding of the language again. You only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. The lessons are expertly crafted around real life, so you can learn to have practical conversations. And there are a ton of ways to learn with Babbel. Beyond lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and more. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Shriwook and Hutties aren't options yet, but you you can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash starwars. That's babbel.com slash starwars for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Dunsparce for Prez wants to know how humans like Morgan Elsbeth can become Night Sisters. Well, I guess that's a question operating under the assumption that Morgan is human, which might not be the case. I don't I just assumed she was full-blooded night sister. I mean, she doesn't look quite the same as some other night sisters that we've seen. Her skin isn't completely gray. She's just got the one little face marking, but I just assumed that some of the night sisters could look different. It it could be the simple case of Dave Filoni saying this is live action and not a heightened level of Star Wars animation, so we're going to dial back a lot on Elsbeth. I do think she looks human, and my wild theory is that maybe she is using magic to hide her true appearance. I think it would be kind of awesome if... And part of this is that her hair looks different than it did in The Mandalorian, so like maybe over the course of the season... She'll look more and more like a classic night sister, and by the end, she'll look like Mother Talzin, and she's floating around in a big green bubble, mm-hmm. shooting lightning everywhere. Like, I, I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know if it's the case. Maybe her <laughs> hair is actually a wig, and this that's just where her facial markings start, her, her and it tattoos, goes like yeah. all the way back over her head and like down her back. That would be really cool. Yeah. I, I could see it being something where Filoni's like, I'm going to ease the general audience into this idea of witches. <laughs> and by the end of the season, uh, we're going to go full Night Sister. I think that would be cool. But there are also stories, uh, one of them written by Dave Filoni's wife, E. Ann Convery, talks about a Night Sister. Well, she was a witch of Dathomir that was not specifically a Night Sister, but was allowed to come into the Night Sisters. Because she had power. So I think Mother Talzin, she's going to take power where she can find it and incorporate someone into the Night Sisters, regardless of if she is a Dathomirian or not. Mm-hmm. Linen X asks if Chopper or Grogu is a bigger diva on set. I think it's probably Chopper. I agree. Grogu is still just kind of like happy to be included, happy to be with Din. And, or, or you know, Bo-Katan, too. And just, like, even among the cast and the crew, I think everyone's fawning over Grogu constantly. 
meanwhile, Chopper probably has a chip on his shoulder where he's like, I was here first. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing everyone fall in love with this baby Yoda. Yeah. I think I think Chopper is probably rolling around angry at everyone all the time. He's like, I can be cute. Yeah. I just choose not to. I'm cute. <laughs> I choose violence. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone ask, like, uh, would you really let Chopper babysit your child as Hera does with Jason Mm. and uh, I'm like hey that's a good question obviously Hera trusts Chopper and Chopper is intensely protective of his family Uh, but he and Ezra also got into like straight up fist fights I guess is what you would call it with Chopper Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could see Hera sitting Chopper down and being like look I while you were charging while you were powered down I installed a kill switch somewhere in this bucket so if you hurt him, you're gone, buddy. You're gone. And then he's like, oh, dang. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> that was my best Chopper impression. It was bad. Uh, I don't think Hera would have to do that. I think that Chopper would be very protective of Jason and would treat him perfectly well. It's strangers that Chopper's like, I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think that Chopper would appreciate Hera coming down to his level as far as brutality goes mm, yeah to be like speak his language you, yeah you have to take care of him and if you don't i'll know and you're gone <laughs> this has been a bit of a shorter q a because we're getting ready for dragon con we're kind of having to rush through this but we still wanted to end this episode out with a star wars conversation card uh, written by our friend kelly knox this says my Knox ingest energy from power cables. Do you have any favorite late night snacks? And I figure we could just make this Dragon Con themed because Ooh. when this video and podcast come out, we will be at Dragon Con. Mm. So what's your go-to Dragon Con late night snack? Uh, well, to be honest, it's whatever's close. Uh, <laughs> it used to be pizza, but they don't do... They used to sell like Papa John's pizzas there like whole out on pizzas. the floor. Yeah. And you could just get a slice of pizza or a whole pizza. But in order to try to save a little more money, we've been trying to bring a bunch of our own food to just keep in the room. So nacho cheese Doritos, Cheez-Its. I like a good, like, salty, sweet, like, peanut mix. Something something with, like, a little bit of both in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. This, This is the one time a year I eat Uncrustables, which... It's just a convenient little snack. You just mm-hmm. toss a frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwich out on the counter, let it thaw, then boom, you've got your sustenance. <laughs> uh, but a late night snack, it's not a snack, but Pedialyte powder <laughs> oh, yeah. is definitely something that that's not has a snack. saved me. That's a necessity. That, yeah, that's a life-saving elixir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more of like a salty, I guess, snacker, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to nighttime. And I, I would say I'm more sweet. Like, yeah, you, you bought all the chip snacks and I bought all the, the cookies and brownies. and mm. <laughs> So we'll just sit and we'll enjoy our separate <laughs> snacks yeah. our own way. Although one of our friends is bringing ramen. Right. Uh, which I'm, I'm curious to see if anyone actually makes any, but I have been known to make ramen late at night before, That's right true. before bed. So I could give that a shot. He's going to bring an electric kettle. Another of our friends in another room genius move they're bringing an air fryer and pizza rolls and i'm a little bit jealous i might be like late night knocking on their door like let me in (laughs) our air fryer is huge and 
the only thing that scares me about that is how hot it gets and i'm like someone's gonna get burnt it's they're gonna take the yeah. shelf thing out and burn themselves yeah it's hot and loud but yeah those are our favorite just like late we are night. yeah during dragon <laughs> hot <Con>. and loud <laughs> Those are our favorite late night Dragon Con snacks. Uh, if you're at Dragon Con this weekend, come say hey. We'll be around. Um, but that's it for today. So what do I say after that? So get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Scram. Go watch another video. <laughs> if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.